The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwamala Sports Talk. We are live here in Phoenix, Arizona. Alex Clancy in the studio. We have a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. There were some college games going on, but more importantly, there was the NFL final games, which some some of those games had in a playoff atmosphere. This is the last Monday of the year. Uh, we have one more. You going to cry, Alex? Don't no, cry. I'm all right. If you going to cry, what the baby's going to do? I don't Tell know. Probably laugh at me for crying. All right. Last Monday of the season, last job for some of these coaches, some of the coaches that got fired as of right now. Is Shanahan in Washington, Frazier in Minnesota. We had uh, Chizinski in the Browns, and then who got fired in uh, Greg Schiano? Greg Schiano got fired in Tampa. That is, they call that Black Monday. Is that Black Monday? Yeah. And now Jim Schwartz just Jim got fired. Schwartz, he just got he fired. Just got fired. He should have got fired. Yeah. And I was one of the coaches that finally. Yeah, I was one of the coaches that I thought that with so much talent around on that offense and what they gave him as far as Reggie Bush and a couple of guys came in, I thought their defense was stout where they can, they kept themselves in a lot of ball games. Stafford is still making mistakes at this point where he should be mentioned with Drew Brees, uh, but that's not the case. He has one of the best receivers in the game. You add Reggie Bush, as I mentioned, um, and that team looks good on paper, but they're not finding a way to win. So you you got to look at the head coach, and, and that's what a lot of these coaches that got fired with with Shanahan, who has won some Super Bowls, but that was with the uh, Elway and those guys, and uh, he had everything he needed on that team, on that different Broncos team, and times are different. You got the uh, Frazier, who just, in my in my opinion, never panned out. I, I don't think he have enough over there in Minnesota, but what he does have, he was able to pull some games out, but not enough consistent games to win uh, in the National Football yeah. League. Shazinski, uh, after one year, he got fired yesterday. After the game, don't get on the plane. Well, well they were at home. Yeah. Don't get on the. Don't get back in the locker room. Don't come back in the locker room. You are done. And um, was it one year or two years? That, one year. Uh, one Chizinski year. was one year. It was one year for Chizinski. Um But uh, Cresciano. Two years. Two years. Two years after a, a big deal of getting one of the top cornerbacks after <laughs> with the knee surgery, uh, getting to that team, a non-guaranteed deal. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. I just didn't think he had to grasp for the team. But they, I look at Tampa Bay, and I get back to Schwartz in Detroit. Alex, I look at Tampa Bay, and they led nine games of this year. They led nine games of their football season and couldn't pull it out in the end. Yeah, so, I so mean, I, I don't know what coach was going to come in and 
And maybe they need to change the atmosphere. Maybe they need to change the same old speeches are being given. Um, but they led, and they had a chance to win some games that they couldn't pull out. Yeah, if I, if I was Tampa Bay, I'd trade up and get a quarterback because you have a good defense. You have Doug Martin, who's been out the whole year, so they obviously miss him. You have Vincent Jackson, who's a great who's a great receiver. Um, and what's the other guy? Oh, Underwood. I think there was a guy that kind of broke out this year, Mike Lennon, and he was Mike Lennon's favorite receiver. And, I mean, you have talent there on both sides of the ball, and I would trade up and get a quarterback. They fired their GM also, so um, it'll be interesting to see in Tampa Bay. The one that one that kind of got to me was Cleveland with Chizinski because he was kind of set up to fail. I mean, I think that they, I'm sure that under all of this, they have somebody that wants to coach there that they already have on deck. So they fired him without even without any um, second thought. Was he one of those guys that just get them through the season? Because yeah. they remember they hired uh, Orton as a defensive coordinator. They hired North Noel Turner. Turner. So they have the Two workings around. They have a good cabinet around a coach that they need to bring in that has experience. And you have Josh Gordon, who could be the best receiver next year. He broke all kinds of records. He was the only receiver in NFL history to catch over 200 yards in consecutive games. Uh, they have Bobby Rainey, who they brought in. Oh no, Bobby Rainey's not there. Never mind. No. They but, have um, they have no running game at all. Well, I think they traded Trent Richardson for the fact that they are going to look for a quarterback in this year's draft, and there are some top quarterbacks that can manage football games. I don't see anything. Do you give up on Brandon Whedon already? After getting well, him like tenth overall or whatever, they got him. I, I, no, I'm bringing in a backup that's well, going to be ready to play. Brandon Whedon is now 30 years old. So it has nothing to do. With, has I'm just mentioning the facts, but in my I don't I don't play the the football games with the age and stuff. If a guy can play, he can play. Yeah. You look at Tony Gonzalez. If he came back next year, he would still be one of the top oh, tight top ends 10. in the game. Yeah. So I, I don't look at the age and stuff, but I will bring in a quarterback. I had. Just the moves they made this year, and as far as the coaches, and as you mentioned, they brought in two coaches, and uh, Orton, who was the defense coordinator uh, for the Arizona Cardinals last year, who was interviewed for a few head coaching jobs. Norv Turner, who has been a head coach in this league. Do we all agree, most of the population in the football world agree that he's an outstanding offensive coordinator. Yeah, one of the best. They brought in two head coaches. Um, so I, don't, I wonder if, if uh, Shazinski was a um, – scapegoat to just get through this year and the moves they made as I mentioned were getting rid of Trent uh, Richardson one of their he got drafted in the third first round third pick you get rid of that guy that has to be able to bring in a quarterback that has to be able to free money up or get some draft picks you you to me and to me that looks like they're trying to bring in a quarterback to complement the rest of their offense or do you draft a defensive player like you should an offensive lineman and try to work through with Jason Campbell and Brandon Whedon uh, and see if you can move forward with them because Jason Campbell had a really good year. He, did. he can throw the ball down the field. They have good receivers now. They, I mean, they have no running game, but I'm sure they can sign you know, a free agent, running back, whatever. Chris Johnson is going to be on the market, so I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be going after him. I don't think that going after a quarterback in the first round is necessarily a good thing for most teams. Um but Cleveland needs one. Uh, you know they have they've put up points this year. I don't think that's it's. I it's, like it's, it's I like the whole Brown. thing. I like I like Jason Campbell. I, I like Jason Campbell. I've always said that on the show. Yes, you have. Um, I like him as far as he's he's been a what he had when he was in Washington as a starting guy. He was a guy in Washington, and I, and I make mention that he had about four or five different offensive coordinators, but everybody was saying Jason Campbell's not the guy. Well, let me see you go to a different job every year and try to be successful, even though you know what you know about the game or about your business, uh, but you got different philosophies uh, of somebody over you trying to tell you do it this way, do it that way. He goes to, um, I want to say, Oakland Raiders. and He was you know, in Chicago he, too, wasn't he? 
think he went to Oakland. Uh, he maybe maybe went to Chicago, but he's a. My point is, he's a journeyman who can get to a position, get to a place, and be successful. He had a great year. He had a good, pretty good year this year. Um, even with Wheaton being their guy, he had a good year. So I say you keep him, and I don't know what you do with Wheaton. And what about Brian Hoyer? You just let him go? Brian Hoyer. He had a couple really good games he, you know, early on the in guy, the year. He's the guy that holds your clipboard. One of those guys going to hold your clipboard, Hoyer or Wheaton. But when I go into next year, I'm going to next year with, with Jason Campbell or whomever my draft pick is if he can if he can show up and show out right away that he's the starter but right now Jason Campbell and that's just the Cleveland Browns who we're talking about and why are we talking about who knows but they do have two offensive court two offensive uh I'm sorry two head coaches over there on that staff already um coaches that should have been fired or I thought it got fired we mentioned earlier was was Schwartz the offensive power he has there the defense the stout he has there he has a good defense he has a good defense, but I think the, I thought the offense put them in a position where they shouldn't have been a lot this year. Yeah, and then with Leslie Frazier over in Minnesota, Adrian Peterson single-handedly got them into the playoffs last year by almost breaking uh, the, the single-season single, single season rushing record. So Leslie Frazier should buy Adrian Peterson a Ferrari and say thank you because he got extended through his contract. He so. got two Ferraris on his hip, them two legs he got. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, you like uh, that? Uh, yeah, well, well, that was all the news last year was was him vying for the uh, uh, Eric Dickinson's. Right, so he happened right. to be on the sideline last year. They got in the right. playoffs. Unfortunately, Christian Ponder didn't play because he's a wussy, and they had to have Joe Webb come in. They could have won last year, and it, w- it might have been a different scenario. Maybe he would have gotten an extension. You take a year like this year and realize that bad things are, are happening in Minnesota, then maybe you give him one more chance if they would have advanced in the playoffs last year. I mean, I, I don't know, but he's... Is that another team that needs a quarterback because they did bring in a quarterback? I don't know. Well, they, they have so many. Matt Castle looks fine. He looks re- he looks like he rejuvenated that he offense. He looks better than what we normally would talk about Matt Castle. I don't think the drafting a quarterback, I think it's very, very high risk and potentially really high they got reward. They from Tampa Bay. They got the quarterback from Tampa Bay uh, this year. Josh Freeman? Josh Freeman. Freak sauce. Uh, so I don't know if you get a quarterback. What do you, 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 you find a way... Put it this way, there are seven teams in the NFL that don't need to draft a quarterback. Everybody else is just kind of like, well, we could. As is either a back, I think probably ten. I mean, every single every single team in the playoffs this year doesn't need to draft a quarterback. Even even if they just slipped in, every team has a quarterback, has their franchise quarterback. You talk about let's, we, we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about coaches getting fired. Uh, teams that do need quarterbacks. You, well, you look at Pittsburgh Steelers and you look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who I think is still top quarterback. Yeah, in you the don't league. need to drop the quarterback. A, he's in the top fifteen, but you have to. If you're a head coach, and this is why head coaches get fired because they can't see the future. If I can't come in, you I'm a head coach, and you the general manager, you the owner of this team. If I can't come in your office every Monday or every other Monday and tell you what I see for for, for the future of this team, and you can and I can't make you see it and then I can't show it to you on Sundays, then you should get fired. Ben, Roethl- ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion, is still a service quarterback. He's a, top 15, he's a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. This is a team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that went 0-4, that finished the season 8-8 and and had a chance to get, if the kicker could kick in Kansas City, they would be in the playoffs when they had three scenarios that they, they, they had to overcome. They had the three teams had to lose, two of them did, San Diego Chargers, who we would talk about in, later on the show, second segment yes. probably, got away with one, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, they deserved it. Pittsburgh. And, and Kansas City deserves to lose also. But you look at a team like that, Pittsburgh coming from an 0-4 team, uh, we talk about how physical they are. Well, some things have got to change. Some yeah. things have to change over there. First of all, it was the quarterback and offensive coordinator who you mentioned uh, got the Kansas City Chiefs into the playoffs. 
when he was head coach there. But that chemistry came together at the end of the year. Yeah, I think this is a successful failure in what the Pittsburgh Steelers did, but they do need a backup quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger is not a top-ten quarterback anymore. There, there's, he has flashes of, him, of his old self. The key to a to a um, a winning offense in the NFL nowadays is you have a quarterback that has an arm that can throw the ball downfield, and you have one stud receiver. You don't need anything else. You need complementary guys that have good hands. Take Green Bay out of it because that's something that's ridiculous. I still I picked them to win the Super Bowl to begin the year. I'm sticking with them this year because they made the playoffs. Well, because especially with the Randall Cobb everything back. fell into their place because Kansas because San Francisco 49ers have to go to Green Bay. Yeah, so it's crazy. So it's it's a very interesting very interesting dynamic. But I'll say that. Um, you have Antonio Brown, who is now a top eight receiver in the NFL. You have Ben Roethlisberger, who can throw oh, the ball oh. down the field. Like that's that in and of itself. And then you have Emmanuel Sanders. Le'Veon Bell was a great draft pick. So after he came off his suspension or his injury, he's played really, really well. Heath Miller is, you know, old faithful there. If you have your tight end like Jason Witten, guys like that, you have him. The defense is the issue now. And you have to draft. I said that they should draft A.J. McCarron high, and I'm going to take that back. You have to go defense all day, every day now if you're Pittsburgh. AJ Get that smash mouth defense back. High. I understand, but he won't be. <clears throat> he He'll be a third-round guy. He'll be a well, third-round guy. And then you will have a great... But you're not going to give him, him the keys to the castle right no, away. No, I don't... Not in there, Pittsburgh. I'm no saying in general. Andrew Luck in this draft right, right. now. Teddy there's, Bridgewater looked really good in the ball game. Yeah, but there's no Andrew Luck. Teddy Bridgewater will come in, and I see him as a better Vince um, Vince, Vince Young. Young. Not Vi- well, Vince Young. Also, I see him as a better Geno Smith. Oh yeah. But I mean, yeah. you, you talk you talk about the quarterbacks, and we'll get into that quarterback. We'll stay on this quarterback situation, and we we'll get into that more when we come out of break. I want to talk about Dallas. I do want to talk about. That Ben Roethlisberger is going to prove you wrong next year, that he is a top 10 quarterback. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Kwame Lassa Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, 
parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, welcome back to the Carmen Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio, 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to chime in. Also... You know what I do? Um, I do this barter works with Lori Dancer. Um, there's a lot of stuff I have. If you guys need cruises and all those things, or vacation spots, resorts, timeshares, we got them. Give me a call. That's the number you can reach, man. And Alex, let me ask you about your fantasy football. I mean, last time we talked, yeah. you were supposed to win or split the money or what? What happened? I um I finished second in both leagues. Second, you loser. Yeah, it was uh my team pooped the bed. <laughs> poop both yeah both. That's what you say, poop. Yeah, because I'm on the air. I don't I don't swear on there. You say they uh, do the one, babe. Yeah, they excremented. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's all right. Got some cash out of it, so it was good. Enough cash? Because I mean, you got some trips coming up, but yeah. we're not going to talk about the trips. I'm going to put it into a CD or something, try to see it grow for the next year. No, well, um, yeah, but it, it'll help. It'll help for the trips for sure. Huh, it'll help? It, it'll help. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Well, you got a girlfriend who has a professional job. Um, so that helps. I mean, we were talking off the air a little bit about something, 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 and then some more something. Yeah, she'll be, she'll be my sugar mama. She's cool. That's good. Oh, sugar mama? Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. She's lucky to do that. Huh. Anyway, I'm get for that. you're going to get smacked and <laughs> probably get none for a week. Okay. Um, Kwame Sports Talk, we were talking about Alex's sexual life. and uh, his, uh, <laughs> We are back. Uh, we, talk, we were talking cow, um, quarterbacks, but I want to bring up the Cowboys situation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually tired of Jerry Jones. <laughs> you are? I'm actually. Yeah, because, you know, I've every week for 17, for 18 weeks, he is in the news. He's He's... Now, he's a good marketing guy, but why does he have to have an interview after every game? He's the president, the GM, and the owner. Obviously, one of those things, he has to be. It's his money, his oil money, or whatever. He, however, he got his money, which I believe is oil. Oh. And um, so it makes him the owner, the majority owner, if you will. But he's doing more interviews than the head coach, or just as much as the head coach. Just as much as a, a player, a superstar player on his team, he needs to stay at the media and, and fall back. I think Snyder did a good job. Snyder used to be like that because these guys were fans. I know Snyder used to be a fan because I, I remember I'm growing up in Virginia that he was a young guy, and when he got a chance to inherit that team, he was a fan, so he was just always in the picture, and he, he didn't know if he was right or wrong in doing so. But then when you see the owner too much, it, it takes away from what you're trying to build, I think. You got you got guys in place who can run that team, uh, but you have to just stay in the background. And when it, when it's necessary for you to come out, then you show your ownership. You show your um, if you're the GM, you show that you can't have that many hats on in a, in a sport like football. Yeah, I mean, especially you can tell that Jason Garrett either has all the power on the field or zero power because Kyle Orton, the backup quarterback, threw the ball 46 times yesterday. And DeMarco Murray, their number one running back, ran the ball 17 times. So their defense showed up last night, and it, they still lost. Because either Jerry Jones is still... Kyle Orton was a great... He looked fine. That's a great backup quarterback. He looked fine. He looked fine. Um, 
except for the costly pick at the end. But you can tell that either Jerry Jones is still under the impression that you can't run the football and win games, or he wants to show his fans that they that they still have a good product, even if they're losing by just throwing the ball down the field. Because you said people want to see long passes and touchdowns. That's what, and, and Jerry Jones still lives under that impression. However, you do not have your backup quarterback, no matter how well he played, throw the ball 46 times and only ball, give the ball to Marco Murray 17 times. You can't control the clock if you throw the ball all the time. What the Dallas Cowboys should have done was run the football. Uh, Kyle Orton didn't have a bad game. It was an interception at the end of the game, but he did not have a bad game. Um, Jerry Jones, should you have to run the football. When you beat the Philadelphia Eagles early in this year, you ran the football. You should have you should have stuck to that 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 format that menu right there running the football. Eagles beat the Cowboys till they win the NFC East title, uh, which was good to see. LaShawn uh, McCoy, do you have him in your fantasy? Oh yeah, not yesterday. My team blew still, up yesterday when it didn't matter. But you look at that offense and LaShawn McCoy. Well, you would think he would be the Russian title. Uh, he yeah. he led the lead in rushing. Mm-hmm. That's the lead with uh, Adrian Peterson in it. Yeah, I mean with with all this, LaShawn McCoy ran the ball twenty seven times. And he had, I think he had three or four targets, so he potentially could have touched the ball 30 times. He touched the ball 28 times, and DeMarco Murray touched the ball 17. You can see that, and to me, I think Chip Kelly should win coach of the year, personally. Because, especially, I mean, take away all of the doubt that people had, because that doesn't really factor in. Andy Reid was a a front runner in there. Yeah, no no Moss. But he lost five five games out of the past. Five out of the seven. Six, seven. Yeah, so Chip Kelly, you win the division, you go 10-6 and with a team that... You sit, when Michael Vick gets hurt, he's like, well, Nick Foles will be my starter from here on out. And Nick Foles had, I think the stat was, he had the third highest passer rating over the course of a season in NFL history behind Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers had one, I think it was, I think it was two years ago. And then Peyton Manning had one in 04, 05 with Indy. I think he threw, it was like 115 or something over the course of the full season. That is out of control. And he didn't throw an interception for the first seven games that he played. It was, it was, it, Nick Foles has been a pleasant surprise coming out of Arizona. And now, well, now they, can, they are a viable team to, to go far in the playoffs. If you don't stop that offense, they can win the you, you never The playoffs are such a crapshoot to begin with that with Nick Foles, I mean, they have enough tape on him now to be able to, to, uh, to, defend, to defend their schemes, but... I mean, I'll tell you what, what that happened with the Philadelphia Eagles, which was great. Um, there was no, and this could be the problem, which is in Dallas too, but or the deal that was in Dallas. When the season started, there was a slight controversy about who the quarterback was. So he comes out and say, Mike fixed the quarterback. That's done with. Now we don't have a quarterback controversy. The team can move forward with the quarterback controversy. Mm-hmm. When Mike Vick got hurt, he came out and said, Nick Foles is our quarterback. That was done. That's what you have to do. You can't create a situation that's really not there. The quarterback is who he is. If if your quarterback can come back, you'll start a quarterback. Here's a problem that happens in Chicago with uh, Josh McNown and, and uh, uh, Jay Cutler. But he comes out, the head coach comes out and say, this is our quarterback. Now Mike Vick's down. He's done. Cal, I mean, uh, yeah, Cal, not Cal Orton, but <clears throat> the um, Nick, Nick Foles. Foles is our quarterback. He went on to play well. He went on to set some records. He, he went, granted, you have to line up and play the game, but he did get some t- some lesser team. But you have to line up and play the game. He set some records and had those guys playing with a confidence that we thought the Philadelphia Eagles would have anyway this year with that new offense, with the offense we expected. But that turned into a that offense that we saw he, that he run in college, and the pros it really turned into a power running game. Yeah, he he has not only guards pulling, but he has tight ends in the backfield. Um, 
it, the fullback position in the National Football League is irrelevant because you, you want to have three tight ends. You want to have a, a stout guard that can pull. And you, you created a power running game. And that's what Philadelphia Eagles did. So everyone expected to see that that first uh, day when, when they came out and they had about 1,000 plays mm-hmm. in that football game when Michael Vick was under the center. That's not the case. He really has a power offense game. And Nick Foles is a good guy uh, right now to do that job. Yeah, and then and then the, the week after, the week after they played the Chargers, and the Chargers just slowed down the whole game, and they were exposed. So, I mean, Chip Kelly's adapted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it, it's easier to adapt with Nick Foles, who has a, who has a more NFL like standard skill set than Michael Vick does. But with, uh, with talking about the tight ends, they brought Zach Ertz into the play that into the mold that wasn't there before. It, it was always just Brent Selleck. And now you have Zach Ertz and Brent Selleck on the other side of the football, on opposing sides of the football. And now Zach Ertz becomes an offensive threat because he's in the block so much that you can, you can slip him out. And he caught a lot of important touchdown passes this year. Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, that didn't happen in Dallas. You know why Tony Romo is still a quarterback in Dallas? I, I think you're going to tell me. I'm going to try to tell you because okay. it's just a, this is one of my educated guests. Okay. He has no backup. He has nobody who can push him, uh, so they don't create a quarterback controversy. We we don't hear about Dallas Cowboys in the quarterback controversy. We hear about Jason Garrett. He's going to keep his job. Mm-hmm. We hear about the the um, defense coordinator and Rob Ryan that they let go, who was. Dallas defense is now last in the league. You're talking about defense in Dallas. They they play defense in Dallas, who's last in the league. But there's no quarterback controversy. And not that there has to be because I think Chip Kelly did a good job at not having one uh, in Philadelphia. So now he can use those skills guys in uh, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Jackson. He can use those guys to go out there and make plays. Then he got a tight end, serviceable tight end. You have to have a tight end. You have to have a running game. You have to have a, a – Good quarterback that can get it to the weapons and not try to win it on your own. Vince, uh, not Vince Young, but uh, Geno Smith, you have to learn these things. You you come into a league where you don't have to win these games on your own. Use the people around you if you have any. Um, but and the Dallas Cowboys, Tony Romo is the quarterback because we never heard about a, t- a quarterback controversy. We always, we always hear about the mistakes Tony Romo make in late games because he, he can go, he can try to win a game on his own, but Tony Romo is so zero in on Jason Witten. You you watch Kyle Orton throw the ball across the field. Yeah, Jason Witten did have 135 yards yesterday and 11 yeah, catches. Yeah, he but but the ball was Des Brown was getting the ball early and often, and I, I really don't see that unless it's a late game with Tony Romo, Tony Romo. Now they got I, Tony Romo's not a bad quarterback. He's not bad at all. He can serve his purpose, but you the defense has to play their part. And this year the defense let that offense down or that team down. Uh in other cases sometimes it's been offense. Yeah, I mean you can the whole secondary is like third string guys now. I mean everybody's got injured. I know you can't you can't really blame injuries in most cases for um for lack of success. Sean Lee's been out. Sean Lee's now becoming a uh liability as a middle linebacker. He'd be probably a top like seven him. top seven, top eight middle linebacker in the NFL now. And right. he's been in the league three years, two years, three years. He crushes it when he plays. And it's it's difficult to watch him go down again and again. And um Morris Claiborne's back. So they I mean they have young pieces in the in on the defense, but you need to bring in a real defensive coordinator. And um and I think their offense will be fine. I think Tony Romo will get there. It's taken him a lot longer than uh, than expected or hoped, but I think that they're there and I think that they will make the playoffs next year. Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Well, because here's the thing. 
The NFC North is is in shambles. Ooh, Washington gonna be better. Uh, they can't be worse. You know, you know, they can't be right. They can't be worse. You know, the New York Giants gonna be better. That's not gonna happen. They gonna be better. Um, Every team, you know, the parity in the NFL. It, it's kind of well. It's well, kind you of, can see that in an NFC, NFC West. You can see the parity. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so every team is getting better. Like, there's not any teams. There are no te- even Jacksonville went four and nine this year. People, players are getting better. They're going to different teams, and the coaching's getting better. You can see the NFL progressing, and you can see that that there's a lack of uh, variability in talent from team to team. I mean, yes, granted. Uh, some teams are obviously better than others. I think Green Bay has the best offensive uh, receiving core in the NFL. They do. But, they only, but they only won eight games this year. Aaron Rodgers was out for part of it. But Matt Flynn, that tie. Matt Flynn, I just want to say this really quick. Matt Flynn came back. I think it was against Minnesota. They were down deep. I think they were down 10 points or 17 points going into the middle of the third and then into the fourth quarter. He brought them all the way back, tied the game late in, uh, late in uh, overtime, and that allowed them to win the division. That one game, that tie was so huge because they, they had no business being in that game. So, I mean, that was that was a little off topic, but I, no, that, that's I was, the one thing I'll remember no. about Matt Flynn this year Matt is Flynn, that comeback in the in the snow, in the cold. Here's what I remember about Matt Flynn. He's, he, they journeyed him through the league when he left for Seattle and got paid. Not his fault. Not his fault for what he did in Seattle uh, for a game that didn't matter. He put up the number, so they thought, come to Seattle, we can do that. But Russell Wilson came in and changed everything, the face of that team. Uh, he goes to Buffalo. He goes to the Raiders. Uh, he should have never left. Not to him, but he had to get paid. He should have never left Green Bay. I think he's a solid backup for the Green Bay Packers behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now he's back home. Hopefully they do the right thing by him and pay him something to be a backup like Dallas paid. He deserves yeah. it after this year. He deserved it because he kept them afloat. He kept them afloat. You can't say the same. We can say the same thing in Chicago somewhat with uh, Josh McCown. But if you got a quarterback whose job is up and Jay Cutler, uh, whether he's going to be fran- signed to a new deal or let go, you had to play him mm-hmm. if he's going to be your franchise quarterback. We'll come back and we talk more football. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back to the Formula Lasso Sports Talk. That was a fast break. I didn't even have time to send out a few texts. we back. Alex Clancy in the studio, 888-346-9144. Here's what's happening in AFC. First round buys. First seed, Broncos finished 13-3. and three. They have a first-round bye. Second seed is the Patriots. Great win by the Broncos uh, taking care of uh, the Oakland Raiders because if you got to go back to New England, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now everything is laid out for Peyton Manning to go to his third Super Bowl and possibly win the um, his second one. Tom Brady may have something to say about that, um, who you can argue who's the better quarterback. Tom Brady, no receivers this year, working out a bunch of new guys, went on a tantrum um, because they didn't know the Tom Brady way that I got a problem with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got you to groom guys. So he's groomed them well enough to be 12-4, and four, so he has a second seat. If anything happens, the New England Patriots, if anything happens that stays on course, the New England Patriots has to go to Denver to win a game. I don't see that being a problem. Uh, AFC Wild Card, six seed Chargers, Alex San Diego Super Chargers, nine and seven, end up winning the game of playoff mode yesterday against Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Kansas City Chiefs should get what they deserve when they play Indianapolis, but the Kansas City Chiefs set out seven players yesterday. Um, I don't know if that's the way. If those guys were hurt, I understand. You get a chance to get your guys healthy for the playoffs, but then you, I think you should approach it as a like you do preseason games, the third preseason game, you play for two and a half, three quarters, and then you sit them down. But you keep your rhythm going with your star players. The playoffs is the most important thing because once you get in, now granted there is a chance you can get hurt. That's football. You play the game uh, not thinking about any injuries or thinking about being hurt, and it doesn't happen. But these guys go into Kansas City Chiefs, go into um, Indianapolis to play this game. Now they finish, oh, did they finish 11 5? Who? Kansas City, yeah. Kansas City? Yeah, they lost 5 out of 7. They started 9 and 0. Wow. Yeah. And, and we talked about Andy yep. Reid. This is a tough league. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is. You mentioned the parody about the, around the league. It, there is some parody in the AFC uh, outside of uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders. Now, the San Diego Chargers sneak in by a missed field goal by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I will fire him today because I'm a, I'm a, I will fire him just silliness but there's also scenarios at play where you say well do you want the Pittsburgh Steelers being this AFC playoff run to get to the Super Bowl the San Diego Chargers have to go to Cincinnati where they will lose that game huh. they will lose that game I know you like the Chargers no 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 no, no. I'm, I, I'm not being blind to the blind to facts not not on this case but that's that is a good game that's a good game to watch and that's one we will play uh pay closely attention to you can't see the Chiefs have to go to Indianapolis. That that's a you call it game. Yeah, I think Indy will beat them. You think so? Yeah. And and with with say Cincinnati wins and Indy wins, 
with with the restructuring of the playoffs in the second round, that means Indy goes to Denver, and um, and Cincinnati goes to New, uh, New England. So with that, because Cincinnati has the higher seed than either of the two guys on the bottom, the Broncos will play the lower seed who makes it through. So if the Chargers lose, then the winner of the winner of Indy and um, the winner of Indy and uh, Kansas City go to Denver. So the easiest way to the AFC Championship, I believe Denver has, and that's the way it should be as a number one seed. But I truly think you, you that you Andrew Luck could go into Denver and beat, De- and beat Denver. I was about to ask you that. You yes. don't think um, that Indianapolis coach coming out of the Dome can go to Kansas City and beat I, those? You I, think so? No, no, I, it's, it's, I, I in, think, it's in Indy. But you remember the first game? Yeah, it, it would be in Indy. Yeah, because yeah, Indy won their division. You the said can- it, no. The Kansas City game. Kansas City is going to. Oh, Indy. I know that. No, I'm talking about Indy it, going to Denver. Right. Yeah. Yes, I do. I think Andrew Luck has had such a crap year that I think that he was scared last year in the playoffs. Who they play? They played Baltimore last year yeah, in the first round, and, and they got wrecked. I, he just he was scared. He yeah. saw Ray Lewis across the ball. He had never seen that before. Uh, yeah, a lot so, of guys <laughs> haven't. You're right, except on TV. So I think that with Denver's defense being lacking and having Donald Brown and Trich Richardson running the ball, they can run the ball all over the field, control the game. Peyton Manning's going to put up points, but I think Indy has a better chance of beating uh, the Broncos than anybody else. I, I, I won't say the first time they met the Denver Broncos and Indianapolis Colts, there was a lot going on with the owner uh, Jim Irsay and his. His trying to be Jerry Jones too much in the too much in the press too much about why Peyton Manning was let go uh, and why J- Andrew Luck that was a decision you had to make mm-hmm. I, I I don't have a problem with him bringing Andrew Luck in look at the results right now um, but the we're gonna open up the dome we're gonna do certain things where we know Peyton Manning can't play in certain conditions and certain certain things so we open up the I. I a lot of that took place, and that was more of a story than a football game. So Denver Broncos go into Indianapolis Colts and they lose. They yeah. go to Indy and they lose. I don't see, I don't see at all, the Indianapolis Colts going up to Denver and winning that game because there was a close game still. But I just don't. Now they have the weapons. They miss. They missing Reggie Wayne. He's found a way to pull it off. Ty Hilton. First, Ty Hilton is turning to breakout a year star. But I don't think they have a running game enough to beat Denver in Denver. I, uh, well, with Denver's run defense has been awful. But they have oh, yeah. Ryan Matthews Indian blew them up. Ryan Matthews blew blew them away when uh, when Chica, when and Ryan uh, Matthews, in my opinion, not even good. He's well, well, he, he's he's okay. he rushed for almost thirteen hundred yards this year. He yeah, he had a year this year. This year, yeah. yeah. He's, it takes some time sometimes, especially when you <laughs> take some time. And well, I'm going to say I, one I thing. Remember about, when you say that he yep. takes some time because I say that all the time. You think well, I'm, ta- I'm still saying that about Tony Romo. So uh, I think that the Indianapolis Colts should have done what people said they shouldn't have done, which is draft Andrew Luck and keep Peyton Manning. I think that would have been the best way to groom Andrew Luck to be even more pro-ready. I'm not, I am not a proponent well, of starting a guy right out of the draft. I am not, because look how long it took um, Cam Newton to learn how to play football. Three years? He had a terrible offensive coordinator. It doesn't. He had a terrible offensive coordinator. He, he only played one year. Of uh, collegiate NCAA exactly. football. One I, year. I think that pure talent isn't enough. I think you need to learn the game before you should be able to play. See, I think that I, I think also I agree with that to an extent. But Especially also, if you're a star guy who's going to get his time. But the the Chicago, I mean, not Chicago, but the Charlotte, um, they didn't. They weren't going anywhere. They weren't oh, Carolina, going, oh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They weren't going anywhere. Um, so I can use those three years to groom them. And I mentioned last year that they passed the ball well, his first year. 
when I thought he was going to be good coming out with all that excitement. Well, they passed the ball too much when you got Williams and Stewart as running backs. Yeah, and Mike Tolbert, too. Yeah, and, and Tolbert. You passed the ball too much. Cam Newton, in my opinion, still can't throw the ball with any accuracies. He's throwing the ball too high. I'll, I've always said that they need another receiver. They need a t- another top receiver coming yeah. out of draft, and that team, that offense will be dangerous. Yeah. It's already dangerous at quarterback because of what he can do, his mobility, and he's got a grasp of the offense now. Well, the offensive coordinator he has now, he didn't have last year. Right. So and now it's a balanced offense, and he has – the best defense in the NFL, too. He has the best defense. He has one of the best defenses. And Ron in the Rivera NFL. finally instilled that because he's a, he played well, on the 85 Bears, right? Yeah, he was trying to. Yeah, exactly. And he was the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. under uh, Lovey. But he was trying to instill that from day one. But he was trying to bring in offensive guys to, to run that offense and, and trusting them to get Cam Newton ready. So when you say he shouldn't be. Those guys shouldn't come out of college play right away. Well, if you got time to groom them, yeah, that's that's a scenario where. And if you have a great defense and a great run game, a rookie quarterback can start. Some Look at Russell yeah. Wilson. Right. I mean, that's exactly why he's Russell Wilson. Right. Because they have a great defense and a great and a top three running back. And that's why I say he should start. He should come out and do those. Now, if you just if you're talking about Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, well, which one would you start this year? Because if you kept Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck come in, that's going to be talk about. You have to play Andrew Luck right now this year. It's two years removed from being at, at Stanford. You don't deserve to start and run an NFL team if you're a rookie. If you, you don't time, deserve you that. Do. If you, got, if you can yeah. buy yourself some time, the uh, Carolina Panthers had time to do that. So now look at I it. guess so, because they were going to suck anyway, so you just throw him in you, you so him, he can learn on the field. Let him grow. That's the same thing. And he's um, grown. He should, he should be number two in NFL MVP voting this year, in my opinion. Behind Peyton Manning, obviously. What about... Um, Jamal Charles. What about Jamal uh, Charles? Jamal Charles. What about Peyton Manning Charles? Um, there's another guy I was mentioning. I think I was I was thinking about him, thinking about it last night. It it come to me. Uh, oh, Sean McCoy. Sean McCoy. Yeah, but I think that with what Cam Newton did with that team, they was I quick think to give it to he um, was a great. Peterson. Well, I understand that because he broke. I mean, that was a different year. That was the second best running year in all of NFL history. Jamal Charles had a great year. He scored a lot of touchdowns. That's fine. Rush, rushing record. Yeah, that's fine. And a lead that uh, passed the ball. Right. Well, but a lot of his touchdowns were dump downs. That's why Alex Smith's numbers were so big. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton marches down against New Orleans, scores a touchdown. And, and wins that game. That wins them the division to get them in the playoffs. A team that hasn't been relevant since since who? Since uh, Kerry Collins? <laughs> you know, since their since since, since their first went, year in the league. And then they went to the Super Bowl, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It was that was the first or second year that they were ever a team. Right. So ninety five, I believe. So that is something that I believe is speaks more as being a leader than actually just putting up numbers. His numbers are awful compared to his last two years. All of his numbers are down across the board, but he learned how to play football, and it shows he's using his freakish talents in a different way, winning games as opposed to just st- uh, stuffing the, the stat board. Cam Newton. Yeah. I think Cam I'd vote for I'd vote for him as number two. I think over Peyton Manning. I mean, under Peyton Yeah, Manning. of course. I think Cam Newton's turned to a superstar. I think he's learned how to play this game. Uh, I think he had time. He was, a, he was afforded time to do this. Because he did have a, a defense in Ron Rivera as a head coach, defensive-minded coach. The offensive coordinator he had last year, the year before that, he doesn't have this year. And then that offense is totally different. They won a close game in Atlanta, a divisional game, uh, versus Atlanta Falcons on the road, mm-hmm. which shows a lot. And then there were some, some things happening in that game where you thought, hey, you got to control your own destiny. You can play all your games at home now. 
that they almost lost. So they were able to pull that out. Uh, Cam Newton has turned into, as you mentioned, and I agree with that he's he's one of those guys who probably will win elite MVP one year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And at some point in his career, on the path he's on, with all these dynamic quarterbacks that we mentioned year in and year out, I think he has the type of ability. Um, we'll come back. We'll take a break, and we'll talk about some um, what's going around, what's going on in the NFC uh, playoff picture. Quam Lasso, the Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Yeah. Welcome back to the Quam Last for Sports Talk. Every day I don't hear that mm-hmm. is a good day. Every guy that want to hear that, this is what uh-uh. you say. Every day that you don't hear that. Hey, welcome back to the show. Alex is hating on my sexy voice, which is <laughs> not a sexy reg- voice. Which is my sexy regular voice. Uh Life Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We are back for the last segment. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We will. You know what? We will change a lot of things going into the new year. This is the last Monday of the New Year's. We got a last Tuesday of the New Year, uh, which will be New Year's Eve tomorrow. Yes, that is correct. And. Um, since I really don't drink anymore, I'm, I think I'm a, may go bowling or something like that. I mean, usually, you know, I might might pop over Donovan's house, but I got to drive there. So, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna find something to do. I I like to rather be at home, just stay put and watch TV or something like that, watch a movie. Anyway, we will change a lot of things about the show going forward. Uh, if not. 
next year, 2014. This will be a great, great show around the world since we are global or the show will no longer exist. All right. You like that? Yeah. I like that. Um, NFC. Let's go around. Let's go around the NFC and the playoffs. And before I do that, let me talk about my Arizona Cardinals, who played had an outstanding year. I predicted this year they would go ten and six, and I was hoping I would be wrong. I was hoping that they would be eleven and five, and the New Orleans Saints would lose against Tampa, who Tampa and this year led in quite a few of their ball games. But this game was at home, and Drew Brees plays well. The New Orleans Saints plays well. When they are at home, they are a totally different team when they're on the road. That game, that team has to be able to travel if you want to win Super Bowls. When they won a Super Bowl, they were at home. Um, but the Arizona Cardinals had a great year, and, and we applaud them. Two thumbs up. That does a lot. Not a lot. Not only for those guys and and how they approach next year. Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians came in and changed the mentality. He has a system in place that those guys immediately bought uh, bought into. Uh, they're playing football. I think he has the right people in place. I would like to see them draft a quarterback because Carson Palmer is making mistakes, but Carson Palmer is the guy. I, w- I will go into the next year with Carson Palmer as my quarterback, um, but I will have a guy in place. Not to put a quarterback controversy, but to have um, a younger guy in place, as we talked about with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, if that scenario would have worked out in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. In Indy, I'm sorry. Um, but I think uh, – they brought the right guys in. We talk about uh, Matthew, unfortunately. Hope he recovers uh, well. Uh, a lot of those guys going to the Pro Bowl. They got a guy on special team in Bethel who played lights out. Every game, his name shows up like he was a starter. And he was an indie guy, right? Wasn't he there last year? Yep. And he came over with Bruce Arians? Which is an outstanding special teams guy. So the Cardinals finished 10-6. Uh, not only, as I mentioned, not only that does a lot for their mental and what they – uh, moving forward, but it does a lot for the community. When the, when when your teams in your in your state in Arizona, when they win, it does a lot for the community. People go to you know they go to the water hole at work and they talk about the Cardinals. Unfortunately, it seems like a dead uh, down year, but everybody who's a Cardinals fan needed to you know perk up. They did lose. They didn't get in playoffs, but they finished ten and six. Ten and six most years. The years I played, I would have played in four or five playoff games. This is what the lead is. This is the parity of the lead. This is the NFC West where you have San Fran who's good. You have Seattle who's good. You even have the St. Louis Rams who finished 7-9, and nine, I believe. They are a good team. They when, got some draft picks coming, too, from Washington. They got draft Washington. picks coming. Yeah. And when, when Bradford went down, that team got better. <laughs> Kellen Clements, who would have thought? Yeah, their team got better because they had guys who were playing for a lot of reasons. Hopefully they come in this year. And i like to see St. Louis good. But I know the Cardinals going to even do, bad, do better than they did this year, and it's no secret that why Bruce Aarons became an interim coach of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good for the Arizona Cardinals. Steve Kime, who uh, who's the new GM of that team. Um, you also have the um, the you know the owner of the team of, in Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what these guys are putting pieces of puzzles together. Uh, so good job to the Arizona Cardinals. First seed in the NFC is the. Uh, you know, one of the teams we talked about coming out of our conference, uh, the 13-3 and Seattle Seahawks. The second seed is the Carolina Panthers, who we also mentioned, who controlled their own, controlled their own destiny. That team actually went 10-1 and after they lost to the Cardinals. 
Ten and one after the loss to Carolina was that week four or something Crazy. like that. Week five. Crazy. Week five. Yeah. The only team they lost to was the Carolina. I'm sorry, was the New Orleans Saints at in New Orleans. And they got punished. And they got punished, and they found a way to beat New Orleans a week or two later, two weeks later. Um, last night was a game that you like to see teams that's up and coming. You like to see a quarterback that's up and coming. Um, if I can say Cam Newton's up and coming, he's now been mentioned in these guys that we talk about: Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, he's now met Ben Roethlisberger, and he's mentioning with those guys, uh, and we both agree that he will be one of the lead MVPs one year at the pace he's on right now. So he had a chance to control his own destiny yesterday, and he found a way to win the game. Easy with the celebrations. You know, you're a quarterback, do your job, and get off the field. I'm, I don't celebrate, but I understand why those guys do. You can't get two yards and then start pointing fingers, first down, all that stuff. Get back in the huddle and run and play. I, I'm I don't do it, but I understand why they do it. NFC wild cards. Eleven and five New Orleans Saints. They have to go to Philly, Philly to play the ten and six Philadelphia <sighs> Eagles, who got in last night by beating the That's Dallas gonna Cowboys. That's gonna be a real good game. But they are, as we mentioned, the New Orleans Saints is a great team at home. A great team at home, but you coming out of that dome in some cold weather. And the Philadelphia Eagles, who's accustomed to playing in that situation, who's coming off a, a emotional game because it was a playoff game of sort. You win, you get in. The same same thing that happened with the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. You win in, you win, you get in. Eight seven and one wins the conference in NFC mm-hmm. North, which is ridiculous because the Cardinals can't get in at ten and six. But that's the conference, and that is how it's set up. The New Orleans Saints go to Philadelphia. You pick it, winner of that game. Plays the um, ooh Seattle Seahawks, I believe. Depending, unless it's uh, if the if the Saints win, they play the Seahawks, which is so funny mm-hmm. that they're going to have to go to Seattle again after after uh, Seattle finished seven and nine in Seattle right. with Marsh with Beast Mode in full effect that first time he ever ran the ball ran over eleven guys right. on the way to a touchdown. And let me add that the uh, Cardinals was the first team defense to hand Russell Wilson his first loss in at Seattle home. Yep. at home. I should say that that was only two weeks ago. Here was so it be, was here here is um. Some craziness right here. 12 and 4 team is going to probably the worst division at uh, 8 and 7 and 1. After all the work they put in, they are going to Green Bay to play. They got a player in this Rodgers. Works out, <laughs> this works out, and Cobb is back. This works, yeah. this works out perfectly for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So when you say, when you pick them early in the year to win the Super Bowl, go to the, go to the Super Bowl. They have everything lined up for. Well, and this is the week one matchup. This is Colin Kaepernick's best game of the whole year was when the Packers went to Green Bay week one, and he threw all over He mm-hmm. threw all over that team. I think the same <clears throat> thing's going to happen. There's, there's nothing special about Green Bay's defense. They got uh, Matthews mm-hmm. out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will. And, he looked and, fine. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked fine, but he wanted to play three weeks ago. I thought um, Flynn and Old Rest by committee, they had quarterback by committee when he went down, and – as he set out, anxiously wanting to play, I think everything panned out for a playoff game, if you will, yesterday with the Chicago Bears, for him to come back and do what he did. So looking at the grand scheme of the whole playoffs, the average age of the quarterbacks in the NFC is 27 years old. 27. Two of them haven't played in a playoff game before, Nick Foles, Cam Newton. And Cam Newton. Um, in the AFC, the average age is 30.6. The record combined for... Quarterbacks in the AFC, 30 and 26 in the playoffs. 30 and 26 as opposed to 13 and 9 in the NFC. NFC. And nine of those games were Drew Brees 
and eight of those games were Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. So you have these guys, Peyton Manning, 9-11 and 11 in the playoffs. Tom Brady, 17-7 and 7 in the playoffs. That is crazy to me. I mean, he went, in the first three years he went, he went 9-0 and 0 right. when they won the Super Bowl three, years, three out of four years or whatever it was. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because everybody's saying that the Super Bowl champion will come out of the NFC, but it's experience versus young talent. Let's say, let's say, just looking at it right now, we'll get more to it in tomorrow's show. We mm-hmm. have about 30 seconds left. Let's oh, say man. the Denver Broncos or the New England Patriots is, is the AFC representative. Mm-hmm. Who, you, who represents the NFC? Green Bay. Okay, don't go crazy. I'm not going crazy. They have so they have to play 49ers at home. I'm picking them against the 49ers at home. But then they okay, and go then, somewhere and play. And then they probably have to go to what are they? The six seed? They have no, to they're, go to they're the five seed. Then they they go have to Carolina. go to Carolina or Seattle. I would take Aaron Rodgers over any quarterback in the NFC right now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that scenario a little bit more tomorrow. But remember, Green Bay does have a running game. They don't have a defense, but they do have a running game. And Lacey, who's a rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Carolina Panthers, I don't see Green Bay going to Carolina and beating them. Not on the run, and you're getting Steve Smith back. Would Nick Foles get the MV, the Rookie of the Year if he was a rookie? If it was his first year, would he get Would he get the Rookie of the Year no, with Eddie Lacy? No, because he didn't. It, it, it would be an argument about that. We'll talk about that okay. tomorrow. That's yeah, a good yeah. question. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Be safe. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.